0: Metu Netter, Volume Two, Anuk Ausar: The Kemetic Initiation System, Chapter Five: The Spiritual Anatomy of Man and the Fundamentals of Spiritual Psychology, beginning on page one hundred three. The section: The Fifth Sphere, Heru Kahuti. While the Heru faculty is in charge of establishing order in the life of man through the guidance of wisdom and divine law, in other words, the reason, Heru Kahuti accomplishes the same through force. We must not be misled, however, into thinking that this is a mindless use of force. Negative behavior is transcended by this faculty, not through the time that the rational, mental discussion we engage ourselves in requires to convince us, but the immediate resolve that comes from our identification with Ausar Through the Harukahuti faculty we say that if we are Ausar, we are beyond the influence of emotions and desires. Without further ado, we act as if we have become Aosar. We cut ourselves, episo facto form, our personality in its complex of habitual thought and emotional patterns. Let's recall that the fifth sphere is the mathematical center of the tree. Unlike the geometrical center, Heru, which shares in both the higher and lower parts of being, this fifth sphere is the lowest point of the higher part of being. It represents thus the point by which we establish our detachment or cut ourselves off from our person, the lower part of being. The fifth sphere corresponds to the mid-function of the left side of the brain. Like the eighth sphere, the lower function, its activity shares the same segregative nature of the left side of the brain. While the eighth sphere focuses on the external differences between members of a species, the fifth sphere focuses on internal differences. While Sebek is segregative, concrete, superficial, and narrow thinking, Heru Kahudi is analytical, abstract, in-depth, and broad thinking. While the eighth sphere focuses on the external concrete aspect of reality in order to provide things with distinguishing names and definitions, the fifth sphere focuses on the inner qualities to differentiate things based on their purpose, function, and inherent qualities. For example, the eighth sphere will separate people by race, sex, and so on, while the fifth sphere will separate people by their difference in character, intelligence, etc. We should note that most people, scholars, scientists, and psychologists included, incorrectly equate segregative thinking with analysis. The attributes of the fifth sphere are the essential requirements for the implementation of justice which in the Kemetic spiritual tradition is the enforcement, not of man's law, but the divine law. People who are still identifying with their person are unable to think analytically, are incapable of setting up and maintaining a just society, or serving on a jury. All such endeavors must deteriorate, for the most part, into acts of revenge and miscarriages of justice resulting from errors in thinking, Perceiving in a lack of understanding. The fourth sphere, Ma'at. Buried deep inside the spirit of man is the faculty that is capable of communicating to the mind the working of the forces that maintain the order of the psychological and mental functions of man. This is Ma'at, the fourth sphere. When it is awakened, this faculty, the mind, The mid-function of the right side of the brain enables us to see the inner factors that unify things based on the mutual relationship and interdependence of things with each other and the whole, which it expresses through the abstract or metaphoric use of images. Fire, for example, is used as a categorical label for all processes that exhibit centrifugal activity. That are rapidly and violently destructive, that quicken actions, etc. By collecting under it all the things that share in its quality summer, fire, fever, predators, anger, cayenne pepper, horseradish, the head in relation to the power part of the body, etc. What we learn about one can throw light on the others. But this faculty goes beyond the mere symbolization of things and events through the abstract use of metaphors and images. It perceives all the structural components underlying things and events, thus in enabling us to see the whole, the mode of thinking based on this mode of perception and synthesis and forms of the foundation of the cosmo logical or Taoist or Kabbalistical or, heli- or holistic way of thinking. Chinese medicine, for example, which is based on this way of thinking, Taoism, is based on two sets of structural elements underlying all phenomena in the world. In one set, all events in the world are expressions of five structural components which exhibit behavior that can be metamorphosized respectively by the symbolic use of water, wood, fire, metal, and earth. Like the spheres of the tree of life, they are arranged geometrically with a series of relationships, antagonistic sequential engendering phases in the biocycle, weather cycle, etc., to each other. This way of thinking enables the health practitioner to come up with practical applications that take into consideration the patient's reaction to the seasons, climate, type of diet lifestyle, emotion, time of day, time of month, etc., and, com- and correspond these with their related herbs, acupuncture points, and other therapeutic agents. and enables the Chinese physician to think that the particular state of illness is creating an unbalanced summer-like condition in the body, which must be counteracted with an herb or the stimulation of an acupuncture point that generates a winter-like condition. Hot peppers, anger, aerobic activities, and other such fiery agents must be avoided, and so on. The other holistic model of thinking used in Chinese medicine is based on a set of ten structural elements interacting with another set of twelve the tree of life does for the behavioral institutions, religions, philosophy, sociology, psychology, and so on, <clears throat> what the Taoist holistic models do for Chinese medicine. These models for holistic or cosmological thinking have been referred to in the popular popular literature as mandalas. The better known examples are the Hopi, Hopi medicine wheel the tree of life, the Taoist heaven arrangements, the scheme of the Otis of IFA divin divination, the horoscope, the zodiac, etc. What they all have in common is their depiction of the whole and the structural points represented by key metaphors that make up the whole. These points are all arranged geometrically to show the relationships the key concepts hold to one another and to the whole. It is the web of interrelationships and interdependence that enables us to establish the truth of a premise, a problem that Western scholars have wrestled with without success to this day. The best that they have managed to come up with after a series of fruitful experimentation with dialectical argumentations is to assume that the premise of a logical process is true. In the cosmological system, it is understood that things do not have a quality in themselves. Qualities arise from a thing's place in the scheme of the whole, its function, point in the cycle of activity, and its relation to the other things, complementary, supplementary, antagonistic, etc. For example, The belief that we must let our feelings lead in many areas of life. Relationships, for example, is held by many as a truism. On the tree of life, emotions are classified in the lowest part of our being, the 10th sphere. It explains why the official divorce rate in America is running 50% of the marriage rate. Most Americans are led into relationships and marriage by romance and emotionally directed happenings dictated by the reptilian and mammalian brains. We should not be surprised then by the horrendous rate of failure. The tree of life shows us the various faculties of man of which emotions are merely man's motive power. They are blind forces, hence they belong to the lowest point and the scheme of the whole. To allow them to lead is like riding in a car without a steering wheel. The real problem has not the eating of the fruit from the tree of life, but from its lowest parts. Thus, when we speak of ma'at as the embodiment of divine law and truth, we must understand that we are not just talking of a list of rules, commandments, and dogmatic statements. The thinking that leads to the understanding of the divine law and truth must flow through a model of holistic thinking, a commandment for living, can make no sense, nor be properly framed or applied if we do not have a total understanding of ourselves, God, and the world. The same holds for religion, morality, and justice. The ab division of the spirit. Spheres four, five, and six are arranged as a triad or trinity to show that they form a subunit on the tree. This is the abdivision of the spirit which houses man's faculties of abstract thinking, the ability to perceive the inner qualities of things upon which depends the production and understanding of such topics as religion, science, philosophy, morality, justice, and the ability to express moral and just behavior. The majority of people in the world, including the leaders in government, religion, education, revolution, etc., have not yet evolved to these faculties, which explains the level of murderous trouble scouging the world. Their perception of reality is dominated by Sebek faculty, which is unable to perceive beyond the external aspect of reality and only one shaping factor of many in a giving situation in contrast the faculties of the ab division of the spirit enable the perception of the underlying qualities of things through the heru faculty we are instinctively guided to look at all shaping factors of a situation as revealed by our various modes of thinking and perceiving we fail however to identify all shaping factors due to the absence of a model that would guide perception and thinking to identify all parts of the whole. This model is codified in the Ma'at faculty. What when it is said that the comedic tradition that Heru must be justified in Ma'at, what it meant what is meant is that the perception behind the will is guided by the model of holistic thinking codified in the Ma'at faculty. Incidentally, the model of holistic thinking is intuited through the Tehuti faculty, the husband of Ma'at. The third sphere of Seker. The next three spheres, the third sphere and the second and the first correspond to the divine attributes that God shares with man. Spheres three, Seker, corresponds to man's ability to affect his and other people's psychological functions and psychological faculties and the environment through the manipulation of words of power. This ability must not be confused with such practices based on the manipulation of the power of the manipulation of the lower psyche through roots, herbs, germs, gems, and animal substances. The full manipulation of the powers of Hekau require the individual's full development of the ab part of the spirit. And I say full manipulation of the Hekau's because minimal effects which are quite to the uninitiated can be achieved with little preparation. The attributes of the divine intelligence of the sphere, Seker, reveal the creative genius of the comedic mind. It presided over death because the initiate had to die to the things of the word, world, i.e. placed him himself beyond the control of earthly things, before mastery over the words of power can be attained. It makes full sense that once we understand the awesome scope of power of the Hekau, they literally give power over life and death. The supreme being shares this power with man but places it beyond his his reach until he, she has become immune to the temptations of the animal and opinions of the lower intellect. Otherwise, it would be like placing a million hydrogen bombs in the hands of 10-year-olds. The cometic idea of equating spiritual attainment with death is the source of the born-again concept of Christianity, the dead master who is still able to lead the Masonic temple. Unfortunately, Christianity has understood, misunderstood this concept in making the life after death the important part of life. The comedic initiate lived life fully. Dying to the things of this world is the realization that to wield the greatest power in the world, you must master power itself. It manifests itself in the emotional forces that impel and compel behavior. The same teachings can be found in other spiritual societies. The yogis teach that the key to power is in the extinguishing of desire. And the Chinese man of wisdom states that the key to success resides in going through life as if all you desire has been fulfilled. For what is yours cannot be lost. These are the poetic statements that must be substantiated with a holistic view. The faculty of the sphere gives insight into the divine plan with which the individual must align his or her life, thus placing personal desires aside. By making one's life coincidental with and subordinates to God's divine plan, one gains access to the awesome power of the Hekau residing in this faculty. Incidentally, Sikur is the origin for the name of the great Egyptian burial complex Sekara. This sphere corresponds to the Sekhem, part of the spirit. Needless to say, it has not been awakened in the majority of people. It must be awakened and cultivated through initiation. The second sphere, Tahuti, the second sphere correspond to man's ability to learn whatever he needs to know from his, within his spirit. This is wisdom. When you look at a bottle, you know what it is without resource to its name, definition, logical process, or any other kind of mental operation. On the other hand, names, definitions, and so on can give you false information regarding the identity and functions of a thing. We must therefore understand the difference between thinking and knowing. Thinking involves the manipulation of symbols and knowing occurs in their absence, i.e. to know you must shut down the thinking process. This is in effect one of one of the highest stages in meditation and spiritual initiation. We come across the same understanding in the leya yoga system in which the wisdom faculty, which corresponds to the guru chakra, which exercises the pruning action on thoughts to allow intuition to manifest itself. In the same manner that you know what a bottle is by seeing it and not thinking, knowledge is to be acquired of the more esoteric topic in life, the nature of man, God, life, science, etc. Unless you transcend thinking, all that you will come up with is that, at worst, wrong ideas about the subject and at best correct hearsay and not the experience of the reality itself the mistaking of thinking and the acquisition of information for knowing is one of the fundamental causes of the evils of the world a careful study of people will show that they honestly believe that that they have honestly believe that they equate their knowledge of the information that they have received about things in life, especially religion, government, marriage, and such topics, with knowledge of these realities themselves. Having heard about these realities and thinking that they know, they go on like quixote with the book in the hand and the sword in the other and a bottle of liquor in the hip pocket for good measure to force their wills on others how much more tolerance there would be in the world if people only realize, for example, that knowing about God from scriptures is not the same as knowing God. Let's explained further, reading about sex is to be, is to having sex, what reading the scriptures is to experiencing God through perfection in meditation and intuition. Given the fact that man's life personally and socially must be led by intuitions of the wisdom faculty, the supreme being in its infinite mercy has provided man with a surrogate for the wisdom faculty to compensate for its absence, given that it has not been evolved by the majority of people as yet. This is the oracle. As I have devoted volume one of this series to this subject, I refer to the reader to it. This fear corresponds to the coup, the enlightening part of the spirit. The first fear, the most important accomplishment in your life, which you must pursue with the most utmost urgency, is the experiencing of that part of you being that directs and coordinates the activities of the billions of cells that make up your physical body and directs the activities of your spirit and subconscious. This indwelling intelligence that is obviously in possession of the knowledge of the working of the universe is God's consciousness itself. This is Al-Sar, your true self. Your true entire only and ultimate purpose for being on earth is the resurrection of this indwelling intelligence that it may guide your endeavors in life with the same omniscience that is used that it uses to guide your psychological and subconscious mental activities. Identification with and living by the guidance of this indwelling intelligence is the true worship of God. It is the true process of religion. An omnipresence is an attribute of this indwelling intelligence is resurrection i.e. the extension of its function from the subconscious to its conscious sphere of man's life or doing of that glory on the earth on earth that it is done in heaven if you prefer it is the only way to bring about the unity that is the prerequisite for peace on earth and prosperity for all viewed from another perspective omnipresence means that there can only be one being dwelling in and all creatures this is the basis of unity in the world most important we must understand that this is the real meaning of the monotheism which does not denote one of god but the the unitarian reality that is the tree, that is the life of all creatures and the source of all the metaphysical intelligences through which the activities of the world are administered. Understand this, and you will know that in killing others, you are destroying a vessel through which God expresses itself. This sphere corresponds to the Ba part of the spirit. Zero above the tree, Amen Etem Nu. It is this it is a shame that scientists who should know better have failed to note that the reason that they have not been able to localize the mind in the brain is due to the fact that a description of the brain cannot stop at the level of the tissues. It must be pushed beyond the atoms that compose them. And where would such an investigation end? It's. Im- it's. Isn't it possible for the quarks in mesons making up the atoms composing the cells of the brain contribute to the functioning of the brain could not the material investigation of the components of the brain take us to some state of energy beyond light the point is that whatever exists at whatever level we share in its being and this highest level of being the origin the ultimate point of return is as we have noted in preceding chapters is the subjective realm. The practical application of knowing that we partake in this realm of being concerns our quest for happiness. Once we have attained to this level of being, we realize that happiness is the state of peace, deep relaxation, and nothing can upset and acts as a required backdrop for the manifestation of our spiritual power in Hinduism. This is the static background, nirvana. In the Kemetic, it is the Saket hep, 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 This is required, that is required for the manifestation of spiritual power. The deep relaxation that is experienced with the attainment of this level of being does not come about as a result of relaxation procedures. It is the returning of the spirit to its original, unconditioned state. We falsely believe that our conditionings and reflexes, physical, mental, and emotional, are essential to our being. We must experience pain under certain conditions, pleasure under others, hunger, when, and so on. We fail to realize that these are all programs that have been superimposed on the energy matter basis of our vehicles. This energy matter is forever seeking to remove these conditionings which are felt as tension and return to its original unconditioned and uninformed state of rest or inertia. This is in harmony with all the laws of physics, unable to pierce the external veil of what is taking place, the intellect labels and defines this feeling as the urge to happiness or joy, which is uninitiated, seeks to satisfy through, the, through a host of acquisitions and accomplishments to no avail. What we seek as happiness in the inner state of peace that can only be attained through spiritual growth, it has nothing to do with things in this world. Children cannot give it to you. A husband can't. A wife can't. Millions of dollars can't. Only no things a tem can Here ends the reading on page 114.